As we continue discussing the mitzvahs of Leil HaSeder, the next mitzvah that we encounter is the mitzvah of Sipu Yitzias Mitzrayim. After discussing at the last podcast the mitzvah of the Dalit Kosos, which is a mitzvah the Rabbana, the next mitzvah in the, in the Magid section of the Haggadah is the mitzvah of Sipu Yitzias Mitzrayim to commemorate, to recall, and moreover, to relive and to experience the exodus of Egypt, Leil Tes Vav Benisan. First, I refer you back to a podcast number 24 in our series discussing the mitzvahs assay, based upon the Sefer Mitzvahs Akats of the Chafetz Chaim. We discussed a, the mitzvah of Sipri Tzis Mitzrayim, and I encourage you to take a look back at that podcast, podcast number 24, where I articulated five significant differences between the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a mitzvah that we fulfill twice a day, morning and evening, Kriya Shmashal Shachris, Kmir Shmashal Erev, the mitzvah to recall, commemorate the mitzvah of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, as opposed to the annual mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which we fulfill at the same in the Maggit section of the Haggadah, Leil Tesvav B'Nissan. So take a look at that podcast in order to be enlightened and to understand the significant mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which we fulfill on Seder evening. However, I'd like to refer to two significant, important aspects of the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim during this podcast. And let's start with a Mishnah in Perik Arve Psachim, the last chapter, Mesechas Psachim, Dav Kufta Zainam Aleph. The Mishnah reads, Mosgulo Kosheni, when we pour the second cup of wine at the beginning of Magid, Vikan Haben Shoel Aviv. And here, the son asks his father, the child asks the parent, Manishnana Halayla Hazem Mikol Halelos. We are taught that the child should be inspired and encouraged to ask this question and these series of four questions on his own. However, the Mishnah says, Vim Das Beven, if the child is unable, to elicit and to understand that there are significant differences taking place on Leil Haseder, then the Mishnah tells us, Aviv milamdo Then the father should teach him these four questions. Why tonight do we recline the rest of the evenings of the year we don't recline? Why tonight do we dip twice as opposed to other evenings we don't do that? Why in other nights do we eat chametz and matzah and tonight only matzah? These four questions are such a critical component that the child should, number one, ideally, be able to ask these questions on his own if not his father asks him and teaches him how to ask these questions. But the Gemara commenting on this Mishnah says as follows, Chacham Benosholo, if the son is wise enough to ask these questions, then the son should ask. Vimeno Chacham, if the child is not wise enough, maybe the child is unable, or maybe the child is too young, then Ishto Shoalto, the spouse, his wife should ask these four questions. Vimlav, and if there is no spouse, who Shoel the individual at the Seder should ask himself these questions. You should dafka say manishtan and incorporate the question and answer formula into the Seder. And then the Gemara concludes, Even if there are two Torah scholars at the table, and are completely and absolutely familiar with all the halachas of Pesach, and they all know the answers to each of these four questions, nonetheless, they still have to ask each other these four questions. And clearly, both the Mishnah and the Gemara are teaching us something critical about Leil HaSeder, and that is that the Magid, the Mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, must come through a question and answer formula. Shelo Tshuva. It's through the Manishtana. It's through all other aspects of the Seder. 
because the Gemara continuously in the Rishonim teach us that we want the child to ask questions. We create props and we create scenarios and situations that the child to ask. Kadesh, there are questions. Karpas, Yachatz. There's so many questions that we try to have the child ask. But the question, of course, the ultimate question is why? Why does Leil HaSeder have to happen through a formula of questions and answers? I'd like to suggest an answer to this question with a mushal, a parable. You know, there are two types of teachers. One teacher will teach information, facts, formulas, algorithms, dates, and make sure that the student understands them, accumulates that information in an effort to make sure that the student is appreciating all the education that has to be offered. But there's another type of teacher, and that's a teacher that creates a classroom environment and a setting where the child will be encouraged to ask questions, where a child is able and feels comfortable asking questions, and where the teacher, the Rebbe, the Mora, creates an atmosphere where questions are recognized, and questions are warranted, and questions are something that's part of the formula of the classroom. Which student will be more interested in learning and hearing the answer to the question? Is it when the teacher sets up the lesson without questions or with questions? Well, certainly I could say both as a teacher as well as a student, the question-answer formula creates an environment where the student, when he asks the question, will want to know the answer because if the student is asking the question on their own or there's an environment where there's a question and answer taking place, it's more exciting. It's more interesting. I want to hear the answer. What's the teacher going to say? What's the Rebbe going to say? What's the Mora going to teach us? So if there's any evening that we want to get across a point it's Leil HaSeder. The Yisodos of Yadus, the Yisodos of Yiddishkeit, Emuna Bitochon, Monotheism, Kriyas Yamsuf Yetzias Mitzrayim, Naseres Hamakos, that a Kodesh Baruch is a manhig, that a Kodesh Baruch looks out for the world, he's Mechadish Betuva Bechol Yom Tamid, Maise Breshis, that there's Scharv Onesh, there's Emuna and there's Bitochon, the Moshe Rabbeinu is the Odon Hanavim. There's so much that we need to transmit to the next generation and to each other at the Seder that it's so important to make sure that this message gets across. The best way to get the message across is through this question and answer formula. And the Sefer Derech Bikudecha, the Sefer Amitzos of Reb Tzvi Alimelech Amdino, the famed author, the Bnei Yisachar, he writes this specifically and explicitly in Mitzvah Chafal, if he writes, Valpipshuto, Tam Hadavar, the reason why there's a question and answer formula at the Seder, Shebiyoser Nikva Ha'inyan B'Nefesh Aben, Kasher Hasipur Bolo Aledei Mivuksho. The answers to the questions will penetrate the soul, the mind, and the heart of the child when he or she asks the question on their own. When the child asks something, they'll be more interested, inspired to hearing an answer, as opposed to just saying. Didactic learning is good, but when there's an ability for the child to be inspired and to be encouraged to be able to ask questions, the answers will be that much more powerful. This point is also made by the Chaya Adam Rav Avram Danzig in his Beer to the Haggadah, titled Told Us Adam. He writes, Ki Adua, it's well known educationally. When you want to get to the core, to the crux, to understand something deeply, 
If you really want to get to the core, it has to come through a question and answer, through a debate. That's what all of Torah Shabbat is about. And even in a meeting, it doesn't just go when you say something. There needs to be dialogue. There needs to be some level of controversy. There needs to be some level of shaklavatari, shale of a tshuva. And that's exactly what happens. Leil has say there. And that's the purpose, the point of the manishtana. That's the point of the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, if it's going to get ingrained and inculcated into the fabric of the child, into each and every single Jew, the critical way, the most significant way educationally is to do so derech she'ele u'tshuva. But there's a second point that's critical about the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that's the statement of Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah, again in Arvi Psachim, told, it recounted, in the Magid section of the God, Chay of Adam Liros as Atzmo, Ki'ilu Hu one is required to see himself as if he left Egypt. And of course, of all of the mitzvahs alayla, whether it's Halal or Maru the Dalit Kosos, whether it's the mitzvah Achilas Matzah, Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there's no question that this might be the most difficult of all, Chai of Adam Liro says, Atzmo Kilu Huyatz Mitzrayim. How is that possible? Mehechi Tesi Hayitachin. Is it possible to feel as if I left Egypt? I'm a Westerner. I'm living here in America 2021. I should view myself as leaving Egypt? My grandfather did it. My great grandfather did it. Even my great great grandfather didn't leave Egypt. And you want me to feel as if I left Egypt? Question number one. Question number two, this statement is found at the end of Magid, right before the recitation of the brach of Asher Go'alanu, the second cup of wine, then we make that statement. And the question, of course, is why? Isn't this such a critical component of the Seder that I should see myself as if, as if I left Egypt? I don't know about you, but when you build something, so the instructions have to be taken out right away, because how could you build something, fulfill something, complete something without the directions? Here are the directions. Chayav Adam Lirosis the whole purpose of Magid of Sipret Sias Mitzrayim is to feel as if I left Egypt. When should that statement be mentioned in the Haggadah? Right at the beginning of Magid, before Manishtana. Why do we wait till the end of Magid? Take a look in your Haggadah, you'll see it's all the way at the end of Magid, right before the second coast. Why? Again, let's go back to the classroom, and let's try to understand with another marshal. There's one type of learning, the way we've discussed, and that's didactic. There's a question, there's an answer, there's a relationship, there's a classroom setting. And in that classroom setting, there's the classical way of teaching, of learning. But then there's a second formula for teaching. It's not in the classroom, it's dafka outside of the classroom. It's interactive. Maybe it's a class trip. It's what we would call experiential learning. It's being out and about. It's seeing the world. What happens, Leil HaSeder, is not the standard didactic learning. What happens, Leil HaSeder, is that it's experiential. You know what we do, Leil HaSeder? We say, Matzazu, Maruzu. We look, we point, we touch, we taste. There's matzah, there's maru. We lift the Seder plate. We eat the charosas. There's sweet taste, there's sour taste, there's bitter taste, there's sharp tastes. Because the purpose of Leil HaSeder is to inculcate and to concretize the lessons, the message of Leil Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in such a significant way. It's not a classroom setting, but it's experiential learning. And the only way to do that is by living the Seder, either through the questions and the answers, as we've discussed, but also through going through the Seder, sitting, there's halal before Shulchan Aruch, there's halal after. There's discussion, there's conversation. There's a whole different gamut. There's a whole different type of learning. It's not a sheer 
it's not in the yeshiva, it's not in the base medrash, it's not in shul, it's at the table with maror, with charoses, with dalit kosos, with matzah, with touching and feeling, talking, conversing. It's dafka at the end of Magid, when we've experienced the Seder, where we've experienced leaving Mitzrayim, that we could then say, Chai of Adam, Liros es Atzmo, Kilhu Mitzrayim. And yes, we can do it. You know how we can do it? If we do it not through the regular didactic learning that we do. But if we live and breathe and feel Yitzias Mitzrayim, we too can really feel as if we left Egypt because that's the purpose of Leil Yitzias Mitzrayim, that it shouldn't be in the standard classical way, but it should be different. Let me conclude with a very powerful story. It's Rabbi Schwab in his commentary on prayer in his book published by Art School at the end has a commentary on the Haggadah Shal Pesach. It's found in, found in page 556 in Rav Schwab on prayer, and he writes as follows. To illustrate the concept of Chai of Adam, Lirosis Atzmo, Kilu Yatsam he says as follows. I would like to relate a brief personal story. When I was a child approximately five years of age, I contracted whooping cough, which made my breathing very difficult. The doctor, not having the benefit of today's antibiotics, prescribed hot steam vapor to help me breathe easier. Unfortunately, the boiling hot kettle in the stove which provided the steam inadvertently tipped over and scalded my left arm, causing me to scream in pain. The scar remained visible for almost one year, at first red, then brownish, until it finally disappeared. This was due to the fact that the cells of the living body constantly renew themselves. The old ones die and are replaced by new ones. Despite the fact that the scar has completely healed, and my arm has in the meantime grown to about three times the size it was at the time of the burn, and consists of completely new tissue, I can still point to a spot on my left arm and say in all honesty, here is where I was severely burned as a child. Concludes Rav Schwab, the analogy is clear. The body of the Jewish people clearly so personally experienced Yetzirah Mitzrayim. And for all future generations, when a descendant of the Jewish people relates the story of the miraculous events connected with it, he is doing so as a part of the body of the Jewish people. Although he was not personally there, and neither was his father, his grandfather, nevertheless, he, as a part of the body of the Jewish people, was there. And this is conveyed in the statement of the Haggadah B'chaldor Vador, Chayav Adam Lirosis Atzmo Kihiluhu Yatsami Mitzrayim, and every generation of person is obligated to consider himself as having experienced the exodus from Egypt. So yes, we tell our family, we tell our children, we tell each other, Leil HaSeder, we too left Egypt. And the way to be able to experience it is through these two points that we've discussed, through the question and answer formula, the Shelo Tshuva, the Shakla Vitaria, the experiential learning, make it come alive. It's not the regular classroom setting. It's not the regular sheer setting. But Dafka, we relive it, we feel it by eating and drinking, by talking and conversing, we too can fulfill this mitzvah saseh diraisa of Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim in the Magid section of the Haggadah. Let's hone in, let's live, let's be, and let's enjoy this mitzvah that we have to fulfill in only several weeks away.